have to believe in your ability. You're capable of anything. You can achieve any dream. Please don't limit yourself. Don't live your life limited. It's not all sadness and misery. Life's a challenge, but you will succeed. Good afternoon, Ryan here with The Power of Helping People, Episode 5. I'm actually really excited about today. Uh, we've got some really cool things to go over, and i got a very special guest here. And and for those of you who have followed me, they probably know this guy a little bit. He's a well-renowned author, bestseller, um, but I'll, I'll go over a little bit about this because, you know, I'm going to bring him up here in a few minutes, and I'm pretty excited about it. So we're going to interview today on the podcast Bruce Halbert which is actually from Atlanta, Georgia. I think I've been following Bruce for about a year now. And it, the reason why I've been following Bruce is because he's so positive. You know, positive breeds positive. And, you know, I really believe that if you hang out with positive people, in turn, you will become positive. And I also, that's why I started this podcast with the power of healthy people, because I am giving you stories and real life experiences that you guys can take and you guys can really just open up and actually see real life of what people do and if people struggle or people are happy they get through their trials and tribulations this is what we do here at the power of helping people but you know let, let's go into little bruce a little bit he's an account executive he's uh you know multi he's earned multiple sales awards he's actually got a hundred million in new sales uh he's also a bestseller author of Above the Chatter, Our Words Matter, which we're going to go really in depth on this book because I just started this book about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and it's changing the way I think. I look at things differently now, and I think that if you guys end up reading this book, it's really cool. So he's got over, he's got a TED Talk that's got over 212,000 views, which is amazing. So I suggest you go look at that, but he also has been a guest over a hundred podcasts. He doesn't even have his, he doesn't even have a podcast right now. So we're going to push him to try to get a podcast because he's, he's got a ton of education and a ton of stuff. And the best thing about Bruce is his consistency and positivity. So we're going to bring Bruce up here real quick and we'll add him in here. What's going on, Bruce? How you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm great. I appreciate that, uh, that introduction so much. And it's, it's great to be with you. And I so much am looking forward to our time together today. You know what? At this it's, it's one of those things I was just telling you before we got on the call is, is I'm so nervous because of excitement. I've actually been looking forward to this when I asked you a couple of weeks ago, because I really do believe that positivity breeds positivity. And you are probably you and several other people that I follow on Facebook on a continual basis on social media are positive. And so if I'm in a bad mood and you know what I do, I just search Bruce Palver and I go up there and you have so much stuff. And with your education and everything, I want you to go real back and tell a little bit brief story of where you came from and tell, tell me, let's start way, way back. I know you, uh, you've had the TED Talk and stuff like that, but let's go way back. Let's start the story when you were just about to be born, because I know you, you had a really life experience with your mother. And I just want you to tell the story to our, you know, our guests and, and just really resonates with them. So go ahead and tell that story real quick. Well, thank you. And and I will. And, you know, we talked about positivity and I, I truly believe it's a journey. It's a, uh, it's every day. I say, I'm, I say I am a mouse in my own laboratory. So I, I want to make sure everybody that's out here listening to us knows that, that I'm on the journey to, to work on that every day. It's not a light switch. It's not like this automatic thing. Um, and so I just want to make that, we'll go through that as we, as we, as we have our conversation, but I was, uh, I was basically a miracle baby. 
on the day that my mother went into labor with me, we lived about 20 miles from the hospital where she was delivering. And that was at Yale New Haven Medical Center in New Haven, Connecticut. We lived in a small town called Cheshire. And when she went into labor and it was her second labor, I have an older brother, about two and a half years older than I, it was pretty much the same. You know, the the, the water breaks, the the sharp pains, the, the let's go, it's time. You know, you, I, from what from what my wife and other moms have told me, you know, <laughs> right? You know, and so uh, um, she, uh, you know, they got they got in the car. They had a neighbor that was going to drive them, and uh, my mom told my father that she couldn't feel anything in her leg, and nothing out of the ordinary. My dad thought it was just well, maybe you're maybe your legs pinched or crossed or something where the blood's just, you know, your foot falls asleep, right? Well, when they get to the hospital and take her vital signs, they realize that her heart rate is flying way above the, the meter, but her blood pressure had dropped to a, a dangerously low um, blood pressure. And a nurse realized that and immediately called in the ER physicians who said, there's a problem here. So what ended up happening was she had what's called a dissecting aortic aneurysm during labor with me. What that, what that means is that if you ever look at an inside of a, like a, a sport coat jacket, it's got that lining. So, so the, the, the thin lining of that sport coat is really where the blood's flowing on the, out, on the inside of that as your arm goes in, right? But if there's a tear in that, you know, you kind of see then in between the actual material of the jacket and the lining. Well, there's three of those in the arteries that leave the heart. And she was bleeding in between the internal and the external wall, which was causing the heart rate to try to work harder, uh, but the blood pressure to drop because it was basically pumping it inside of her arteries. Um, there were three surgeons, um, as um, divine intervention would have it, who were just at Yale New Haven Medical Center, Yale University, it's uh, perfecting the aortic valve replacement procedure back in the early 60s. They were there teaching and visiting professors who were immediately called over. So when they called her over, she, they called them over, she actually plunged into a, a battle to survive. Because what I learned later in some articles that were written in the New England Journal of Medicine and Red Book Magazine were that no mother had ever survived this trauma, nor had the child longer than 72 hours. I mentioned when we started that we were 20 miles away from the hospital. If we were 30 miles away from the hospital, we might not be having this conversation right now. And those surgeons performed four experimental surgeries on her, including uh, uh, one to remove a blood clot in a leg, uh, a tear in her, her uh, aortic valve, which was an open heart surgery. She, the C-section for me, uh, and they also required 18 pints of blood, and 15 of those pints came from members of their church. Wow. So wow. that was day one. Um, she saw me for the first time uh, when I was six weeks old. And basically, when she was discharged, this was the first time that she saw me. And the beauty of that, quite honestly, is that she recovered and lived a, a full 100% active life. She lived until I was 22, right before I graduated from college. So, Ryan, sort of the, the, the summary of that story is every morning she woke up, she was grateful because she knew. She, she knew that every day was a gift for her. Was it always a great day? Was it always top of the world? You know, no. But 
it was always rooted in her faith and rooted in her gratitude for everyone that came to her benefit and came to her relief and helped her through that process. So basically what you're saying is you're a miracle baby. And, and she, she was, she was a blessed, blessed human being. And she actually lived every single day as a blessing. And, you know, I didn't do that my whole life. I had a change in my life and I had a pivotal moment. And I always say that everybody in life has a pivotal moment where they change. And, you know, you, you, you talk, you have a Ted talk that it, you know, and you say it, I've, I've, I've watched it probably about five or six times now, each time I'm like more and more oppressed. So yeah. it's more of that bam moment, isn't that yeah. you, you call it that bam moment. So why I, don't we di dive into that bam moment? Because it was one of those things that you're so, you're so blessed to be here. And then something triggers in your life that actually switches and you have a bam moment where like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So why don't you go into a little bit of that? Yeah, sure. And, and again, thanks for helping kind of keeping the story moving along. Because again, this wasn't just this awesome thing, right? I mean, I, I came out of that process of, you know, the birthing and yeah, I yeah. would say definitely a miracle baby. And I was raised in a family of gratitude and my father was just this brilliant man, great father, and he had this passion, besides for music, which I also got, a passion <laughs> for words. And he would write plays, he would write poems, he was, he was always doing something creative with words. And he passed when I was 36, unfortunately he had Alzheimer's, and so he had complications with Alzheimer's. So I was without my parents for, you know, several years, right before my, uh, right before my youngest daughter, oldest daughter was born. And, but I had gone through corporate America and, you know, kind of had this golden retriever kind of mindset, like everything's going to be okay and just keep working hard. And, you know, I think I kind of got comfortable with that's the way things were going to be. I mean, I was grateful, but there wasn't this, nothing really was earth shattering until one day after closing a pretty large piece of business um, and kind of, you know, celebrating that. Our company had a restructuring and my position was eliminated. And that was the first time, call it a gut punch, call it a two by four in the back of the head. Uh, I decided to call it a bam moment because it was, it was that sound and then everything before it was the way it was. But everything after that caused a change. Well, so it wasn't, it wasn't as much, Ryan, being, you know, down in the dumps or, or, you know, being evicted or having a relationship blow up or a deadly diagnosis or things like that. But for me in that moment, it was devastating because I had worked for this firm for my entire career. I mean, I had a 25 year career and then all of a sudden it just ended. So I was like, okay, now what do I do? And quite honestly, I didn't know. It was, it was devastating. It was, it was denial, right? Not me. <laughs> you mean the other guy? Yeah, right? it was anger. Right. There, were, there were 500 employees laid off that day. And wow. all I could think of was at some point, there were a 1000 names in a spreadsheet or on a grease board somewhere. And mine didn't get erased. Right? It I wasn't one of the ones pulled off of that, you know, termination process. I was like, man. And then there was, oh, okay, well, what are you gonna do? There was fear, you know, two kids, you know, school age, thinking about, thinking about, you know, next education level, et cetera. What are you going to do? So in that moment, like that next night, uh, when I woke up, 
my mom's gratitude merged with my father's love of words. And I just started getting a download. And the first word that I wrote was the word strong. I wrote it vertically and it's on the cover of the book. I just looked at it, Ryan, for, I mean, a minute. And all of a sudden it said, Bruce, you've got to stand tall, remain optimistic. Now go for it. I just wrote it down. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps right now because the thing is, is it's like when I read the book and I read that word, the intro, it was like the first chapter and it said strong. And I read through that little paragraph. I got goosebumps because it's like when I was a little kid, you know, my parents went through a divorce and the only way I could cope with that is, is I always tried to put words and I look back in my, in my childhood, like, you know, pictures and stuff. I used to put like happy and then I put words down and I would literally link them like that. So when I read your book, it just brought back so many memories. And, and it was one of those things that I thought I was very blessed to meet you, but also very blessed to get the book because when I started reading it, I just fell in love with it. And I wanted to make sure I read each individual thing and I wanted to have some sort of meaning to each thing. So we're going to, I actually wrote down like five or six words, then we'll go into that later. I want you to finish this, but I wrote five or six words that I really touched me. And I think that it'll touch other people. And so we can go over that. But what you guys don't realize is words are triggers in our mind. And Bruce is going to go over this stuff. But when you see a word, it either makes you happy or sad. And when you can take a word that's negative and make it a happy place and a happy thing, and you can reverse your mindset and you can actually move on. It's almost like you take all the negativity out of your life and you put everything into positivity because now your main focus, and I look at it like a roadway, you're, you're going down the roadway and there's signs all over the roads and you see all these signs and they're distractions. It's like, I'm driving down the road and no negative sign or no negative person is going to get in my way. I'm just going to go straight down that path. And I feel like that is exactly what you're doing. And when I read this book, I felt like I was just getting rebirthed again when I was a little child. Is I like, this is how I cope with some stuff. And I forgot about it because then when you grow up, you forget about those things. So it was bringing back so many memories as a child of what I did and how I did that. So I'm going to, I have a bunch of that stuff. I want to take pictures and show you, but I, it's, it's crazy how this is going full circle. So go yeah. ahead. Sorry, I didn't want to no, interrupt, that, but I that, wanted to. That's amazing. That's amazing. So um, yeah, so I wrote the first word down strong and, and, and you're right. The book is titled Above the Chatter, Our Words Matter. And I consider chatter the noise you're talking about. I mean, remember, remember playing Little League Baseball, right? I remember playing mm -hmm. third base and besides, besides fielding ground balls, you had to chatter up the infield. You had to oh, talk yeah. to the batter, you know, and, yep. and that's what it, we called it. We called it chatter. And so that sort of just rang true to me that there's so much out there that can distract us and we develop patterns sometimes based on the, the distraction that puts us in a place that we kind of have to intentionally reprogram. And that's what happened with me on this first word was strong. It started it. Okay. And then, you know, second day was great. You know, get ready, expect a terrific day was G R E A T and Third day, I think, was awesome. You know, a wonderful experience shall overwhelm my expectations. It just came to me, right? I just kept writing them down. It's like, I'll be honest with you, man. It was freaky. I mean, yeah. quite honestly, it's like, wait a minute. Who's talking to me? You know, now I now I realize hindsight. Um, and what am I supposed to do? So I just decided mom and dad forged their gratitude and love of words together and said, this is their way of kind of helping me through this, not being here. 
So for 420 consecutive mornings, I awoke to receive a word or a phrase. And seriously, Ryan, within probably no more than a minute, maybe five minutes, that word would be written for the day. And I just journaled it. I shared it. Once I started sharing, I realized that outside of me, there was this impact. And I really truly believe that in that whole process of the of the difficulty of the challenge, I was given a gift, which I call God installed features to share. Mm -hmm. And I was given an assignment. And the assignment was to just be ready to receive a message each day, use it, share it. And it, it has transformed my life from kind of, I don't want to say on autopilot, but somewhat just sort of, okay, this is the way it's going to be into this whole new chapter for me of, you know, just trying to be a positive voice, trying to impact that one person who may be struggling today with the same kind of things I was or their own bam moment. And man, if you just focus on your, uh, your conversations with yourself, your words, I would also say on your faith, we can get into that a little bit more, but Mm. seriously, kind of, kind of retooling how you see things. It's really up to us to how we look at things. So I was just talking, I had a podcast the other day, I was talking to James Golden, and we were talking about faith, and we were talking about how people just tone it out, you know, because we're so, we, we get so busy in life, everything busy, 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 and we don't take the time to actually look and see what's around us. Right. So I, I always say it's like, that's why you have consistencies in your life. Like you have routines. I wake up and I, I work out and I do my devotional. I sit down and I pray. You know, those are little things that we I do as a day-to-day basis because it programs my mind to make sure that I'm on the straight and narrow. And so when I go out in the world, I can listen to things. I can see little things. I can see like just anything that's going down the road. And, and I associate that sign with like, hey, I need to do better on this or I need to do this better for this person. It's all on opening your ears and opening your eyes. And I think yeah. that's that's what you're really good at, aren't you? Well, you know, it's sort of like buying that new red truck and then all you do is see red trucks on the street, right? Yep. It's, it's what you pay attention to. I really think what we practice, we program. And I was, I was on a podcast yesterday with, I do this, uh, this, uh, weekly program called exercise your faith with Dave and James out in California, uh, last week, or sorry, this week was our 50th episode. So we've gone almost a year and we talked about patterns. And we, what we, you know, a pattern is something we kind of get used to and doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. In fact, it can be an asset. If we, if we program our behavior, our routines, like you said, in a way that have gratitude, have positive expectation, have, I am statements, I am confident, I am strong, you know, mm-hmm. I am enough. Um, and we repeat those and they become patterns. Um, then, then it almost becomes second nature, but we're always, I think, always needing to focus on, like you said, I can get better at this uh, because there is no perfect. I truly believe there's search, there's excellence, but there is no perfection. And that's a very dangerous thing to chase, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, t- I totally 100% agree. And I think, I think with, with the faith aspect, we can dive into that is, is you really have to, you know, put him first. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing is, is if you put him first, he will point you in the right direction. And yeah. I really, truly believe that. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, that's why, like, when I wake up in the morning, I, it, it doesn't even have to be a minute long. It could be 30 seconds. It's just you showing your appreciation to him and having you watch, you know, just an instant little prayer of, hey, please, God, please watch over us. Please do this for us today. Yeah. Watch over our friends and family. Keep me safe and all my employees. And then amen. That's it. Yeah. And and watch what the day brings you, you know. Yeah. I noticed, I remember this with my mom. I don't talk about this much, but I remember as a kid, you know, we'd get to church a little early because dad sang in the choir. He's a music guy. And, mm -hmm. and we'd all go together and uh, she would find her section, you know, in the in the sanctuary and, and she would just sit quietly while, you know, the preload was being played by the organist. And uh, I asked her one time, I said, mom, I said, you know, I know we get here early. You just like to kind of go, be, you know, I didn't understand, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of like to go be by yourself. And I said, what's that about? And I'll never forget this. She said, well, you know, it's my it's my time to really show that I'm grateful and, and to to be thankful for my blessings. And then, you know, she said, thankful for you. Thank you for your brother, et cetera. And so, no, that is that is. Uh, it, but but I'll say this, that as I was going through everything that was going on with me, I was not as close in my walk as I have become since. So I said there was a challenge, but there was also an assignment. Mm -hmm. uh, call it a wake up call. Um, it's really, it's really helped me realize, you know, how important that is. I mean, we are all enough, born enough, some assembly required, but we are all born yeah. enough, I believe. And, and God prepares us for the blessings he's already prepared for us to receive and us walking closer. And again, everyone has their their you know basis for that and i'm comfortable talking about mine and that is i asked god one day as i'm i've got this book right i've got this talk i'm still working in corporate america i i have all these things i just said one day i just said please god just all i'm asking for is clarity i'm not not asking for speed i'm not asking for massive uh accomplishment i'm just asking for clarity that i'm doing what you have created me to do and when i asked for that the visual that I got, Ryan, was a, the feeling of a hand on my shoulder, a gravel road six feet wide, and I couldn't see the end of it. But what I could see was a back, a, a, uh, a dump truck <laughs> to back up. I swear to you, this is absolutely true. Just pouring a little more gravel out to keep, keep paving that path. And to me, it was a gravel path. And as long as I feel like I'm walking on that path, paying attention, um, the good, good things are going to happen. The right things are going to happen. Let's put it that way. That's amazing. And I actually, um, I got to tell a story real quick. And, and the reason why I got to tell this story is because we, you and I were talking on the phone a little bit earlier and we were talking about faith and, and I had, I got this Bible from my buddy, Matt Johnson, and he is probably going to watch this. He's a very good supporter of me, but he gave me this Bible and I said, well, I'm going to open the book and they have this little you know, tab here. And I opened the book up and I, and it kind of gave me chills when I, when I opened it up, it's a, it was Proverbs and you got to understand, I didn't mark this. I didn't do anything. It just was already marked. I literally opened up the book and it said, and I haven't opened this book yet. So I haven't touched this book up until today. It said, cause I have several Bibles, but this Bible he gave me because he said, you know, I want you to have this Bible. And I always think, I always believe in and Ed Milet says it as things happen for us not to us so I want to I want to read this to you and it says the Proverbs of Solomon son of David king of Israel it says 
to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words, insights, to receive instruction wisely, dealing in righteous justice and equality, to give produce to the simple words and listen. And, and you got to understand is this little paragraph right here is all about listening and mindset and insight and instruction. And I didn't even mark this. And I, I literally picked it up and read that first sentence. And it gave me chills because it's like, we're talking and I wanted insight about this. I wanted, when I, when I was talking to you, I want to say, where is the path that we're going to go on this call? Where are we going to go? Because words are everything. And what we don't know is, is we don't look for them. We don't listen. We don't hear. A lot of people just sit back and just talk, 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 but they don't listen. And that's why I started The Power of Helping People, because I wanted to hear stories. I wanted to hear the inspirations of what you've done and how you've done it and in the word of God and, and everything. Not even that. It's just every circumstance happens for a reason. And oh. I really, truly believe that. And so you talking with me today and being on here is I feel that we're going to impact not only one, but but maybe two, maybe 10, maybe 100 who knows? We could impact a thousand people, but my main focus is, is to show the insights of people and their stories and their trials and tribulations and where they came from. If they were, a, they had their bam moment. If you know, if somebody today is saying, "I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow because I lost my job and I have four kids. What am mm -hmm. I going to do?" Mm -hmm. This moment right here is the pivotal moment that they're going to say, "I can be a difference. I can have faith, and I can push on and move." And so I want to go into these words and. The reason why I want to go in these words is because when I put when I when I when I read these words, everything popped into me. So I'm going to tell you the word and then I want you to explain the words and go into a little depth of each word. And the first one would be change. Mm -hmm. OK, I've written change a bunch of times and uh, it's interesting. You know, I look at it and sometimes it comes up differently. So let me relate, though, to I can relate this word to you because it was really powerful to me in the TED talk. Um, we're all going to face change. That's I mean, that's like the cliche, right? The only thing that's constant is change. Right. And and I've found that we can look at that word two different ways. We can look at it 20 different ways, but I netted it down to two. And Ed is awesome at life happens for us, not to us. I 100% agree with Ed on that. Um, so you can look at change just by writing it vertically. And you can say, can't handle another negative gut-wrenching experience. Not me. Not again. Why me? Where did this come from? What did I deserve to have this happen to me? Okay, that, And that's not uncommon and, and i'm not saying that it's judging it that's a bad thing because that could be the first place you go right yeah i probably went there when that layoff happened right yeah. i mean it's natural to want to protect ourselves it's a natural response right to 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 survive and so sometimes you you question in and that would be one way to look at change the other way though would be okay i get it and say, circumstances have altered, now get engaged. So when I said that to myself, it was like, there's not anything I can do about what has already transpired. All I can do is control how I move forward, how I respond to this situation, how I respond to the change. 
It's just two ways to look at the same situation, which is a change. Man. Wow. I mean, you got to understand in my life, um, I was 350 pounds about four years ago. Um, I quit drinking. Uh, it'll be four years, November 17th. And, and I say this a lot because it's such a pivotal moment in my life. I choose to change November 17th of 2017. I didn't have a moment where I was weak. I didn't have a moment. I, I choose to change not only for my family, myself, and God, to be honest with you. That's why I changed. So that's why that word is impactful so much to me of what you did is you put a word that transcribed my brain to think something different. Wow. So well, you know, there's another way to look at that too. And this is just simple. Woe is me or wow is me. It's just one different letter at the end of the word. Yep. And it's a mindset and it isn't a switch. You flip and you just go there. It's just an approach. It's a new path. And, and, and thank you for sharing that with the change in your life. That is amazing. And, and I know there are folks out there that will hear this or see this, and they're maybe fighting that same, that same thing, Ryan. And you're an example that you can, you can conquer. Every day you get up and you conquer that again, I bet. Yep. Well, it's consistency. I mean, it's, it's, it's in life, we just need to get out there and just do it. And once we start doing it, and every day, that's why you said every day you were getting that word. It took one to two minutes to get it because every day you were doing it and you were actually just seeking those words. And you're like, hey, put a word in my head every single day. And you just had it happen. Um, the next one is blessed. <laughs> blessed. Yeah. Wow. Blessed is what I just believe we are born as. I mean, I know from my day one it was a blessing to make it through the first day and a half, the first 72 hours. Um, and to, to, to wake up knowing that you have, no, this is a tough one because it's hard sometimes to appreciate or be aware that we do, but we, we are blessed with gifts, right? And it could be a, a natural talent to draw. It might be an instrument you play. It might be, you know, who we see playing on Sunday afternoons and on football, right? There's gifts. And to me, those are blessings that are given to us. And I truly believe that we have an obligation. If God is everywhere, he puts gifts in us so we can be there with them at the right place, at the right time with an awareness. Unbelievable. I mean, that's, that's. I consider myself very blessed. I have four healthy kids um, and I have a very, very loving wife. And I am, I feel that I have been a very blessed person. I feel like things just come to me the last four years. I feel like when I ask for things, I pray for things. It just always seems to go right. And I don't know if that's due to me just being in a more positive state and looking at positive things and thinking of positive things, or if it just, I'm very blessed in my life. And I really want to pass that on to others. And you've already discussed this a little bit, but I want to go into detail. You have the can I or I can. And yeah. I really want you to go over that because that's like, I think that's my favorite out of all of them because a lot of people it's just common word. It just uses it, uses it all the time. And I feel like people really don't understand that word. Well, this kind of emerged out of another um, thought because it's not always a word. Sometimes it's images. 
And I don't know about you, but, but my dad um, grew up, he grew up in a city, not a lot of ball fields to play. So he would tell me these stories that they would go out after the mom, you kind of, you know, went to the grocery store and, and, and had the, uh, the big old thing of soup, you know, took, took the top off the soup, yeah. poured the soup in a bucket. <laughs> and then there was something left over, right? That empty can, right? Yeah. Yeah. He'd say, yeah, we used to go out and play kick the can all the time. Well, something just landed on me where I said, you know, I think it's more important to, to kick the can't. Just add an N apostrophe T at the end or untie the knots and not knots like two strings, but N-O-T-S. So it's mindset. So if, so if you step into something asking yourself, well, can I, you know, can I do this? Really? You, that doubt starts to creep in, you know, cautious, anxious, nervous, insecure is can yeah. I, but if you just take the punctuation and move it around, make an exclamation point instead of a question mark, and you move the I from the end to the beginning, and you say, I can, it just changes things, inspired, confident, assured, never a doubt. And as I say in my talk, it, it doesn't mean that the route will become easier. It won't be a downhill that's smooth, but when you say, I can, you basically step up and are, are proclaiming that you're going to find a way through it, around it, over it, under it, or maybe turn around and go a different direction because that might be the right move as well. Again, just a mindset between how we use the same letters and two words and just change them around a little bit. Dude, I love I can. I, I can do anything. You know, you can do anything you put your mind to. So I can do it. And that's what people need to start saying. And you, uh, I know, I know you just, it just ended, but let's, let's talk a little bit about your, uh, your little shirt, uh, nonprofit thing that you're doing. I know it just ended, but maybe you'll open it up. Maybe not. We'll see if people yeah, are interested. So, so let's talk a little I, mean, I, I, I really thought that besides writing and posting a word, it's, it's important to, to maybe think about putting a message out to the world that can be seen. So I thought, well, where can you do that? Well, maybe on a t-shirt or, or, or a piece of apparel. So, uh, Authentically American is a Nashville-based veteran-owned apparel line, and Dean Wagner is the owner. Uh, been featured on Fox News. He's, he, just go out and look at Authentically American. And I partnered with Dan and his team to create at least an initial uh, entry into the apparel space with a phrase, the, le the letter Y, two strings tied together, and then the word me at the end. So why not me? As opposed to saying, why me? Why did this happen? Well, well, why not me? You know, why, why, why shouldn't I be going through this challenge or this, this uh, struggle? Because on the other side, I'm always stronger. So I've decided that I'm, I've, I started a little launch. Uh, I did end yesterday. We had a little pre-sale. But uh, why not me is the first of, a, of an apparel line of, of positive, what I call mindset messages and there will be many. I've got, a, I've got a library of them just ready to roll. It's just a matter of getting the graphic folks together. But the intention there, and just like with everything I do, just I, I, I do want everyone to know this, that um, writing this book, this life transformation for me was a gift, 100%. We kind of established that. So whenever I am booked for a keynote and when I you know, sell cases of books or anything like this, the apparel line, uh, I make a conscious contribution. And when it's books, take books, and I donate them to organizations helping others.
So we've been blessed to be able to donate about 4,000 books so far to veterans organizations, to homeless shelters, to uh, rehabilitation centers, to prisons, where the book can just get, the message can get to places that can help others who are helping others. Uh, one of the big, I was in the healthcare technology business, so I'm in hospitals all the time, um, hospital reading rooms, uh, resource centers. For example, the FedEx golf tournament was just held this weekend and St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is the main benefactor of that. And they've got a half a dozen or so books in their library. They were a client of mine. So I actually just reached out to them and made sure that got, I'm able to send some more to them. Uh, but that's just what we do. So pro, 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 parts of the proceeds from all that I do, I, I find places to help. Um, and one of the other areas that we're working is in the trafficked and exploited, exploited women recovery and rescue uh, programs across the country. And there's one specifically in Atlanta that I work with. So we're actually going to put uh, all the links underneath here when we post it, but um, we'll have all the links. We'll have Bruce's contact in there for Facebook, uh, Instagram, if you guys want to follow. So I want to make sure that we at least do that for you guys, because Bruce is somebody that you're going to want to follow for sure. But the last one, the last word that I just, I feel like, I feel like this is me because I, 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 I'm inspired. Okay. And the reason why I'm inspired is because every person I meet, every person that that I now communicate with via social media, via person, I'm, I'm inspired by a lot of people. And the reason why I'm inspired is because my mind is open and I'm learning so much from different people that I feel like every day is, is a, a blessing. Every day is inspiring me to do better and better, not only for myself, but for God and my kids. So I feel like if I can go out and be inspired, I need to inspire others. I said, so I can't just be inspired and not inspire because the reason why I say that is because you're, you're losing your gift if you're getting inspired and you're not inspiring people. So everything I intake, I want to share everything. I just, I have to release. So if it's good, I want people to hear it. If it's, if it's bad and negative, I I don't want people to hear it. So it's, it's all the positive things that I want to share out because, you know, four years ago, I was in the dumps and I needed to get out of that feeling. And what I did was, is I said, I can. And that's why I picked that word. I also said that I need to inspire and be inspired in order to get out of my hole. And then I think the biggest thing is, is what you said is, is I have to be strong, you know, and the strong part of me was getting up every single day and doing it over and over and over and over again. Because when you do it over and over again, you feel like there's no end, but it actually is getting better and better each day. Yeah. Wow. Well, so there's a whole lot to unwrap what you just said there. And if we have some more time, I'd love to just dive into it. We have plenty of time. We have plenty of time. Number one is I'm a huge believer in the word incrementalism. What does that mean? Some long, freaky word with a bunch of syllables. The one thing that's cool to me about that word is right in the middle of it is the word mental. Little mental shifts. So I talk about this often as well, and I think it might be helpful here to the community. And that is, you know, January 1st or maybe maybe the last two weeks of December, we start writing things down about resolutions we want to make, right? We want to resolve to do this or and pick it. doesn't matter. We all know what they are, right? Mm-hmm. But I'd like to break that word apart 
and drop in two letters. Instead of looking for a resolution, I like to look for an R-E-A-L solution. A real solution is just a mindset, like a little dial change from, oh, it's a resolution to it's going to be a real solution. So the commitment starts to change, right? And then you, you, you do this activity, whether it's diet, whether it's, you know, abstaining, whether it's, you know, looking at your finances differently, whether it's family relation, whatever the things are that you're having on that list as a real solution, and you do it for a period of time, right? Usually they say 21 days, it forms what? A habit. Habit. Right? Yeah. Well, a habit is great because that gets you from the idea to the structured real solution to doing it for a while repeatedly. But then there's other folks who say, ah, 67 days it takes to really make the change. Some would say 75 days, the guys that do 75 hard, right? So what happens there, though, is there's a transition from a habit, which is what you do to becoming a lifestyle and that's who you are let's give it an example you may say i want to get in shape i'm going to do it by jogging right so there's your there's your real solution 21 days in you say i'm jogging or i'm a runner 76 day or 67 or 75 days in you now live a half live a healthy lifestyle so it's incremental to get started, but repeated. And I, I am a creature of habit, right? 420 days of writing. Then I did 855 days in a row of push-ups because I wanted to get to a certain number of push-ups by a certain period of time. Then I followed Jesse Itzler's fruit until noon. And I did that for a year. Only ate fruit from the time I got up until oh noon. Oh, my gosh. Um, just, you know, now I'm doing something for my dad. He passed away on July 9th. I'm sorry, he was born on July 9th in 1930. So he'd have been 91 years old. Well, July 9th to October 10th is 91 days. So I've decided to do a certain number of exercises for 91 straight days every day document. So I am this creature of counting things now, which helps me. That's why that word incrementalism, stick with it. And, and um, I think it's Ed Milet also talks about self-confidence being keeping, making and keeping promises to yourself. Yeah. I translated that a little bit different. We can make the commitment to do something, right? I am, I am not going to open the crunchy box of whatever in the pantry after dinner. All right. Yeah. But doing that, I call making the commitment to the commitment. And that's keeping that promise that says I'm committed. And guess what? I've committed to that thing. It's not just making the commitment. So how would someone kind of get started on something, right? We got folks out there and I'm the same way, right? What's the next? Or how am I going to move to the, it's always about getting better. 1% better a day if you can. But let's say, you know, there's folks that are listening to this and they're like, yeah, this sounds great, Ryan and Bruce, but you know, you guys are, you know, further than that'll mean that we're not. We're not. What it does is it's about how do you start? So let's say it's a fitness thing. When you make it up, you decide what it is for you. But for me, it was a fitness thing. I lost a bet and I had to run a 5K and a 10K and I'd never run before. So the first thing I did when I knew I had to do it was I put the shoes, the shorts, the socks, and the t-shirt on a chest at the end of the bed. 
<laughs> so that when I woke up the next morning, Ryan, I had to consciously walk by it <laughs> and not put it on, right? To, to break right. that commitment to myself. But so what? I didn't go run a 5K the first day. I got out to the end of the driveway. <laughs> okay, what are we going to do? Hey, there's a mailbox. Let me see if I can run to that next mailbox. Yeah. Seriously, it was a series of mailboxes for four weeks until, okay, now I got, you know, what, a quarter mile, whatever, the, whatever that distance was. But it was incremental, and it was committing to the commitment. So I would encourage anyone that's listening to us today, you know, how do you start building that? Little wins, no perfection, just excellence, a little bit better each day, commit to the commitment and do things incrementally. You know, it's, it's, we talk about this every single day. It's just taking that first step. You know, it's, it's like we, I'll start tomorrow or I'm going to start on Monday or I'm going to start next Friday. Or you always have, I'm going to start after the holiday. We always tell ourselves different things. And I think the biggest thing is, is we just have to make that step. And what I usually do is I usually go all in and say, guess what? You're going to help me. You're going to help me. You're going to help me. And you hold everybody accountable and you start saying, Hey, you hold me accountable for this and you hold me accountable for this. And you, you don't want to let these people down. And that's mm -hmm. the, that's the really thing is, is if you feel like you can't do it yourself, all you got to do is ask for help to hold, have people hold accountable. You said 21 days. Did you know today was 21 days of me being on 75 hard? This is my 21st day. This is like the most, you know, it's just, everything's coming together. You say 21, it's literally like becoming a lifestyle. I, I'm going to be off this call or after we do this podcast, I'm going to do my second workout. I have a routine going now. It's in my schedule. It's just constantly. And each day gets better and better. And you say this 1% better. My, my day and my mind and my mindset is getting better every single day. And you know what I, I contribute that to is just getting up and doing it and just doing the work, not making excuses mm. Yeah, because well, we, we all tend to make excuses. Right. Well, we were, and, and, and I don't think an ex excuses are something we can completely erase. It's about being aware. You talked about the chatter. The chatter mm -hmm. in your head is the excuse that says tomorrow, or, you know, I'll just pick it up again later, or, mm -hmm. you know, those types of things. So I, w I would say uh, be aware of them. If you just try to put them like submit, su suppress them, they're going to want to keep pushing towards us, right? So be aware, this is going to suck today. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It's 25 degrees out. It's snowing. I got right. day 73 under the belt. I got two more to go. I don't want to do this. Yeah. That's okay to think that, right? Yeah. But when you power through it and are on the other side and you say we did it, man, that's, that's where the, the joy comes. I, and I haven't, I haven't 100% completed it. So I did it back in March yeah. and I got COVID and I'm like, I'm going to fight through this. So the first three days of COVID, I, two workouts a day, I'm like, Ooh, this is really kicking my butt. And then my wife came down with COVID because obviously I gave it to her, which was a bad experience. My wife was very, very ill. Mm. And so I had to take care of a newborn that was seven months old at the time. And so I had to take it upon myself to say, hey, I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm not doing this, but I got to do this for my family. And I stepped back and I said, hey, you did everything you did everything you possibly could, but you're going to step back and you're going to be there for your family and then you're going to pick it up. So this yeah. is day 21 of my second time trying it. And 
I know that things are going to come in my way. I know things that are going to say, like I finished a day 17 at 1130 at night because I just told myself, I said, you get your butt out there and just do it. I, I wanted to give up. And the reason why I didn't give up is because I have people that every day I post those pictures and I tag them. And if I don't do that, who am I? I try to do it every single time. So those accountability for me in life, and like you say, the words every single day, those words, those are your accountability in your mind. And I'm, I'm, I, when I read this, it just, it amazes me because it's just bringing back so many memories. They say you have memory boxes in your brain, different boxes. And we tend to close the lid on a lot of boxes and we forget things. Yeah. But with a word that triggers it with positivity, it literally is bringing back the good memories, the good things in life. So that's why I said is above the chatter, we all have these like, don't do this, do this, quit, do this. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to refocus those words and put them into something positive. Yeah. You know, not and today. that's not today. Not yeah, today. Right. 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 Not today. Yep. We're not so going to do it. You had said the word I can. Um, I would encourage, so if, so let's, let's talk about kids, right? We've talked about that for a little bit because they're the ones that are really the clay that are molded early around us. Right. And a lot of those, the self beliefs gets seeded early on. Right. So I remember that when our kids were a lot younger, I, I just felt like it was important to encourage them to try anything without any limit on themselves. So three words we, I wrote, and they're actually the first three words in the front page, and not in the cover, but in the first chapter. And, and those three words are, yes, I can. So if we can instill that in our kids, they're trying soccer for the first time. They're, they're hitting a ball off a tee. They're, um, they're, they're first time they've opened a violin case. Um, first time they have an easel in front of them or are starting to learn a foreign language or something like that. The first thing is, yes, I can, because that means you expect success in challenging activities now. So, if, and again, it's just three words, but if you assign a word to each letter or a phrase to each letter in that word, it actually builds, it blossoms what that meaning is. So, yes, I can climb the monkey bars. Yes, I can ride my bicycle. I can pedal up the hill. Yes, I can work the brakes. Whatever those things are, it just starts breeding the, the, the belief that it's worth powering through the part when it's not easy. Because we should always be beginners at something at every time of our life so that we continue to experience that struggle of, hmm, and for me, it's assembling things or putting things together. I'm not that guy. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm going to power through this. I may have some parts left over, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do my best. And yes, I can. So that's one way I would say, how do we activate this? Because I believe talking about this, Ryan, is important. But how can someone activate or take that first step? Yes, I can. I'm going to do it today. Put the shoes at the end of the bed say good morning to your spouse in a positive way every morning if you're working on the relationship whatever those the faith open up with gratitude and a prayer of thank you lord for for allowing me to arise for another day yeah i mean i think uh you know what's really cool about that is i had the glenn lundy calendar here and every day i write in this book and it's just like you got to give gratitude and i actually said this the other day but you know it's got my schedule it's got my gratitude and it, and if you wake up and you have this right next to your bed every single day 
you're not going to walk by it and say, I'm not going to do that. You're going to say, you know what, this is my routine. This is what I got to do. And I think what a lot of times is we just, we just tell ourselves in the chatter, I don't have time. I got to go to work. I don't have time. I got to go to work. Well, meanwhile is you don't get fulfilled by not doing your routine. You know, I feel like you have to have some kind of routine and you have to have something to get your mind right for the day. Now with you saying, you know, kissing your kids, you know, kissing your wife, say hi. Every time I come in the house, I'm immediately go to my wife and say, how was your day? That's something that needs to be done. And I didn't always used to do that. I just need that when I come home. I want to know how their day was, how the kids' days were. And, you know, I'm getting better, and that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm putting it out there. That's why I say things. That's why you say things. You know, it's like if you don't say it and you don't live it, you're not going to do it. So if I repeat those words and say, I can do this, I can do that, and that's why I like these words is because I use these on a daily basis. And when you said that in your book, it really resonated with me. And I can't imagine with every single other person that reads this book and, and, and how many words are going to just say, oh, my gosh, I remember that when I was a little kid. I remember that. Oh, my gosh, you're opening all these memory boxes. And in life, we always have these good memories. You know, it, it, it's like, oh, remember this when we were a little kid. Remember this. Remember this. And we always talk about this. But we put them in our brain and we forget about them. So yeah. that's what we need to bring back is that positivity because oh yeah, and with, you know it's really powerful when I'm uh, when we we take I can I, I take this a lot a lot of steps further in my workshops or what I call word shops. So um, we will sit down. There's so much more we could dive into here, but we'll sit down with a corporation and a, you know a CEO might say, "Hey, li- listen, Bruce, uh, we just merged to, you know two companies together, and we really need to kind of establish and grow together and build a culture." Mm-hmm. So we sit in a room for an hour, six different tables, six people at a table, and each person writes their version of the word culture. What does it mean to come to a company that has the culture that you desire? You know, C, customers first. You, no, until the job's done. L, I'm just making this up as we go. Um, yeah. you know, looking out for each other, et cetera, et cetera. And then we bring that together. And we have this melding message. It doesn't matter what it is. It might be chasing a goal for a, you know, a performance goal, or it might be a culture thing, or it might be uh, what type of, what type of community image are we really trying to build? Well, let's wrap that around a word. And we spend half day and full days in workshops, just coming together on, on the power of a word that can unify. It can strengthen it can, it can put folks on a mission, point you in the right direction. Uh, it's really powerful. Um, the feedback is incredible. The, the impact, because you activate it. Then you go live that culture or you create yeah. what that means uh, in companies. It's been, it's been really powerful, even with teams. You know, yeah, well, um, teams we, we have a pretty good culture in our company. And I think the, the biggest thing is just having your core values set. And then when you hire people, just making sure that they are part of your core yeah. values, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of people don't do that, but with the culture of chips, you know, as you said, you go into two different companies and then one might have a bad culture and one might have a good culture. So you don't want to segregate those, but you want to bring them together and actually be one, you know, yeah. so and you do that through words and then, yeah. act, well, you know, actions and words, right? Sticks and stones can break my bones, but names, can never words can never hurt me. I don't necessarily believe that, but 
But I do, I, there's another thing. We were writing this, uh, what did I, oh, I wrote words. Let me share one with you that I, that I wrote uh, yesterday. If I, give me just a second here. I want to find this and share this with you because yeah, for sure. we are talking about the power of words. And sometimes it gets, uh, you know, into, well, Bruce, you know, it's actions really, you know, this out of the other. But, you know, um, here's what I wrote about words. I post these on my Instagram uh, above the Chatter Bruce Pulver page. If folks want to get them every weekday, I write a word. And share them out. So words, W-O-R-D-S. Uh, words will build or destroy self and others. So life and death is in the power of the tongue is a biblical mm. scripture, uh, uh, scripture. So I, I truly believe that we can either build or destroy ourselves or others wow. based on the words we use. It's the GPS. It's the GPS that takes us on the trip that we're going. The O is that. It's our GPS to our outcomes. We, you know, I don't know if you ever played golf with someone who says, don't hit the ball in the water. What happens? <laughs> right. Right in the water. Right. And it's like your, your subconscious is, is unable to uh, comprehend the word don't or not. That's why I mm-hmm. say, you know, you know, kick, kick, kick the cans. Yeah. Um, the, the R of words is ring loudly, regardless of their volume. So you're whispering to yourself those things are screaming in your head and mm-hmm. I hear it all the time in myself, right? I'm, I'm, I'm constantly saying, you know, turn this thing around, you know, you, you can figure this out. Not that you can figure this out, but you're going to get through this, you know, wow is me versus woe is me. The D is decide to speak life with others. So you got to really speak your life with your words into others. And the S is sets the course for your intended greatness. So I do believe we all have greatness in us and, you know, how we live our life. A lot is about how we speak it and how we speak it is, is how we live it. So that's, that's what I wrote for the word, for the word words. And another one that I'd love to share with you is the word seeds, because on breakfast with champions this morning, yesterday, and Glenn had, had, had his two guys on, they were talking about seeds. I don't know, Ryan, if you heard that or not. Okay. So, I'm sitting here listening to it and I go, okay, I got to, you know, that was the word that just inspired me to write for, for yesterday. So here's what I wrote about seeds, S-E-E-D-S, vertically written. They set our intentions intentionally. We, if we're going to plant seeds, we really have to be intentional about our intentions. The E is we can only expect to reap what we sow. No more, no less. But it's okay if we've got a period of time where we're we're sowing fewer seeds, because we might be in the in the in the germination stage, mm-hmm. or, or we might be you know being pollinated, right? So it's 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 we need to have our cup refilled as well, right? So that would be the first E. The second E is embrace the struggle. It causes the growth, right? They were talking yeah. about that on the on the show about <laughs> the, out of the darkness emerges the plant, right? Wow. And then, you know, and then the D is do the work and work the do, which to me is like, you got to do both of those things. What is it I should be doing and then doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then one of my favorite that just landed on me, and this is not my phrase, but I want to share it, is your say-do ratio matters. That's the S of seeds. And say-do The funny line that I heard someone say recently is, you know, Bruce, when it's all said and done, there's usually more said than done. Really? So we came into this idea of, well, what about the numerator being say 
and the denominator being due and our goal to make that equal one. Wow. The fraction of one, right? So yeah. anyway, that was seeds and, and that was words, just some stuff that we're, you know, kicking around and, you know, wow. I'm, like I said, I'm a laboratory animal in my own uh, plant. So I got one more question and then we can close it out, but you know, I really want to know what your mission in life is. You know, I mean, I think, I think everybody's got a mission and I really think that, you know, my mission is this podcast and helping one individual every day. And when I made that statement, I started it and I put it out there and I made sure I did it. I was telling you on the phone, I was telling you on the phone earlier today is I've had 26 people reach out to me in the last 20, 21 days, which is mind blowing to me. It's, it makes me, it gives me chills. It gives me one of those, like, I didn't do it for people to reach out to me, but I did it to help individuals. So them reaching out and telling me that it's helping is, is really putting the fuel on the fire to make me do more and more and more and more. Get that different stories out there, getting the education out there, getting people to have stories that not per se, um, you know, are, are really good stories, but they're, they're life-changing events. You know, um, my first podcast was with one of my buddies and I told him when I started this podcast, he's got pancreatic cancer because mm-hmm. I know he's going to fight this through. And I really do. And I know that, you know, his impact that he did on this podcast, the first one, the first very first episode of power helping people. Mm-hmm. I know that impacted people's life. Yeah. Because well, that's powerful. His faith is just by far none the best I've ever seen. And he's so positive. And so if people are worrying about, you know, little things in life, little tidbits, little things, stop sweating the small stuff and worry about real life stuff. And, 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 and that's why, you know, I started this thing. So the last thing is, is just tell me what your mission in life is and what you want to do. Yeah. I, and I really try to boil this down and really, I'm really trying to hone this in to make it pretty simple. I exist to help people realize their potential and eliminate their self-doubting beliefs through the power of their words. And your book is doing that, just so you know. I mean, your book is truly doing that to people. I don't know if I'm the only one that's reached out to you, but I'm, I'm pretty safe to say that you have tons of people reaching out to you because words do matter. And I think it's very, very... Uh, you know, amazing that you wrote this book. And it also is more amazing that it was gifted to you by the man upstairs, because I really truly believe that he put all those things in your head. Yeah, well, and, uh, thank you. I, I, um, I appreciate that. And, you know, it, it's hard to kind of share some of the stuff that, you know, the feedback that has been come my way because I never want, it's not about me. And the mm-hmm. minute I make it about me is the way it's the minute everything blows up. But um, it's been so rewarding and validating that this challenge that I face, this bam moment after, you know, the miracle of life um, uh, that I was given this challenge and this assignment to just be the be the scribe uh, has impacted. And I and, and the, to say yes to it. Right. I mean, that was that was the real scary part for me was to say, OK, let's just commit time to let's do that. But taking the assignment on the validation that this is making an impact is so honor, so gratifying. And I'm so honored that um, it is having an impact. And it's it's something that I will never stop. I mean, I'm writing every day. But 
there's more to it, right? There's speaking about it. There's teaching folks to how to think more about the words they use to themselves and to others. And uh, I thank you for that. This opportunity has been amazing. It's been a great conversation. Love to do it again and do yeah, more. And, for sure. uh, you know, I thank you so much for just having the conversation about how important our conversations are with ourselves and with others and the power of our words. Dude, I, I appreciate it. And I'm going to actually end this with a little prayer right here and a quote. So I'm going to do the prayer and then I'll finish it with a quote. So um, real quick is this powerheads. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that Bruce was able to get on this podcast and share his wisdom, share his words. But we also want you to put his words out there so people can learn, people can help others, people can strive to be better on a daily basis. Lord, we ask you to watch over all of us, our friends, our family. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And then I got to finish with a quote, and I think it's, you know, it's one of those things that's uh, Anthony Robbins. He says, you see in life, lots of people know what to do, but few people actually do it, what they know. Knowing is not enough. You must take action. And that's why we're here today, is we're taking action, and we're sharing our message, and we're trying to impact one person every day. So... I want to thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. God bless. I love you.